Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. Let's open our Bibles, and let's see if we all end up at the same place. (laughs) Y'all need a little humor. It's Thursday night. Come on. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles to Judges chapter 6. I just want to point out a couple of things in here. And we know this story, and it's the story of Gideon. And I believe, you know, they had a remnant, and I believe we have a remnant. And I believe that the army of the Lord is rising up in this hour, and we are going to see some things happen. Amen? So as Jerry Savelle told us, get ready, get ready, get ready. Are y'all, how many of y'all have looked over that word and prayed about that word? Let me see your hands. Praise God. Well, the rest of you need to get with the program. (laughs) Hallelujah. If you haven't heard the word, it is on the website, and you need to go look at it, and you need to be declaring it with us so that we are all saying the same thing, so that we're in unity and we're in harmony. Amen? Because that's where the blessing is, is when we're in unity and we're believing what God has spoken over this house. We're believing what God has said is happening and we're about to see some mighty and some great things. Amen? I believe that. I believe there's surprises. I believe there's suddenlies. I believe there's things that are coming our way. You know, and so I just say to the rest of you that aren't, just jump in. Just read the word, pray the word, speak it over yourself, take hold of it, and let's walk together as one. Because that's where unity is, that's where harmony is, and that's where the flow of the Spirit is. And that way it'll change your thinking. Anybody's thinking need to be changed? You know, we've got to get our thinking changed to line up with God's thinking. We've got to get our thinking on the same plane that he's on. That's the kingdom of God's way. And so if we'll do that, if we, when a man of God comes in and does what he did that Sunday morning, then we need to really take hold of it. We need to see it for this body. We need to see it for ourselves. And we need to walk in it. Because that was a powerful morning. And I want everyone to partake of it. Amen? So, and... Judges 6, we know that, uh, well, we'll just look at a couple of things in Judges 6. You know, they were in a a poverty time. Things were tough. The Midianites and all the other ites would come in and gather themselves and take, take their spoils from the children of Israel. Let's just put it that way. You know, when they, when they would plant, the Midianites would tear it up or they would take it. They'd take all their livestock. They were stealing from the Israelites who God had blessed, but because they didn't obey God, they were walking in the curse. And they needed the curse reversed. They needed to go after God and hear what God had to say. And so, you know, the children in verse 6, And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites, and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. It's amazing that they had to wait until they were impoverished to cry unto the Lord. You know, they never had to get into that shape. 
They never had to get into that place that they were impoverished. That was never the plan of God. To be in poverty is never the plan of God. So if you get into that place, you need to go check yourself. You need to go see, what am I missing? What am I doing wrong? And not blame it on the Lord. That's exactly what the Midianites, I mean, that's exactly what Israel did, is they blamed it on the Lord. It was the Lord's fault. Well, you know, it's, it's not the Lord's fault. He gives you the word. He gives you the truth. He tells you how to walk in it. He tells you if you obey, you'll eat the good of the land. If you don't, you're going to come into poverty. So it's your choice what you do. And so here they are. They're impoverished. They're in a mess. But they cried unto the Lord. Glory to God. They came to their senses and decided to turn to God. And then it said, in verse 8, And the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel, which said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up out of Egypt. I brought you forth out of the house of bondage. I've already delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all those that oppressed you and drove them out from before you and gave you their land. And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. Well, he made it clear. Amen? That's pretty clear. And then he said, And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak tree. And he sat there, and he begins to talk to Gideon. And verse 12, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thy mighty man of valor. You know, I'm just going to say to you, church, the Lord is with you. He's not going to be with you. He is with you right now. And he is saying to you, you're mighty men and women of valor. You stand in that place that God is already, you're already born of the Spirit of God. Jesus said in, in John 17 that, you know, he prayed that we would be one together with the Father. And he was saying, here, I am with you. So God is with each and every one of us, and he looks at us as mighty warriors. He looks at us in a place that we are men and women of valor. We are those that walk in the might and the power of the Holy Ghost. That's really what he was saying to uh, Gideon. You are a mighty man. You're a powerful man. You are going to make a difference. And Gideon just looked up at him and saying, who the heck are you talking to? I'm sure all of us have done that sometimes. When the Lord has required something of us or asked something of us, we look inward and we look at ourselves, and God calls things to be not as though they are. God looks at each and every one of us and sees us as mighty warriors for God. That's how he sees us. In verse 13, it says, And Gideon said, Oh, my Lord. If the Lord be with us, why has all this befallen us? That's what we say sometimes when we get ourselves in a mess and we've walked away from God or things are not going well. We just look and say, well, what's going on here? Who are you talking to? What is this about? How come this is going on? How come I'm not seeing any miracles? That's really what he's saying. Aren't you the Lord that brought us out of Egypt? Aren't you the Lord that did this? And here I am. He is having his own self-pity party. He is feeling sorry for himself. And he's saying, 
But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. The prophet already came and told them why they were in the condition they were in. And yet, he is just, he's in that place. And the Lord said to him, look, Gideon, you are a mighty man of valor. You know, that did not soak through his head. And sometimes it doesn't soak through our heads of who we are in Christ and what he has for us. And verse 14, and the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? So again, what he's saying, I'm with you on this. You and I are going to go, and we are going to save Israel. And yet Gideon is still not getting it. You know, sometimes it takes us a few times to get something into our heads to change our stinking thinking, to change, you know, that thought life, those things that come into us. You know, Pastor and I and many people have preached and preached and preached, and I've preached to myself this, to get across to this body who you are in Christ Jesus, what God has for your life, how he wants to raise you up, and how he wants to use you in this hour. That's why I referred to at the very beginning, take hold of that word that Brother Savell brought to this house because he was speaking to the people of this house. Amen? And that is to go in there and to change our thinking and get ourselves in agreement with what God is saying in this hour to each and every one of us. Amen? That's why it's important to read that word. Read the, this word and the promise that God gave to the house. And so he said, verse 15, And he said unto him, O oh my Lord, wherewith shall I? I know none of you have ever had any excuses. Right? And he says, Well, my family is poor. And I'm the least important in the whole household. There's nobody lower than me. There's nobody poorer than me. And all of Israel, all, now all of Israel is impoverished. And yet he's standing there and he's saying to God, God, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm sure that none of you would say that. I'm sure you all have your halos on. And we wouldn't say that when God comes and tells us something, tells us who we are, when he tells us we're the righteousness of God and there's no sin. We're going to look and we're going to account our sins. We're going to give excuses to why we can't do something. When God calls us to do something, that means he's given us his ability. He has put his power on us, enabled us to be able to do whatever he's called us to do. And he wants our mindset to be in that place. When God says, you can do this, we say, yes, sir. Amen? So here, Gideon is just full of excuses. And excuses is just really a justification of why you can't do something. Do you think God is impressed with your, your excuses? Don't you think God knew exactly who Gideon was when he called him? Do you know that Gideon picked him? I mean, God picked Gideon on purpose, not because of his uh, uh, resume, 
I mean, he didn't have a resume. He didn't send his resume to heaven and say, look, God, here's all my qualifications. These are all the things I can do. No, God handpicked Gideon because he knew that what God was able, God knew that he was able to empower Gideon to do whatever he needed Gideon to do. All he wanted from Gideon was a yes, sir. And that's all he's looking for for you and I is a yes, sir. That's all he's looking for. He is not looking in your ability, in your might, in your wisdom, in what you can do, what your qualifications are. He is looking to who he is and what he can do in you and through you. It's the, the problem we have so many times is taking hold that it's in us. God is on the inside of us. That ability has already been given to us. The gifts are already there. Everything we need is already imparted to us. All we have to do is let go. Just let go. It's a whole lot more simple than what we think. That we have to learn to walk it out. And so we know that Gideon finally surrendered. Verse 16, And the Lord said unto him again the third time, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Man, that jumped out to me. One man. Not Gideon. But he was looking at the 300 men that are going to come on the scene as one man going together and working together. So he's telling him, I am with you. I am enabling you. This is my call. This is what I have. This is what I want to do. And our answer needs to be, yes, sir. Amen? We, we have to quit giving God excuses why we can't do something. That was a great amen. We have to get ourselves in that place that we believe when God has called us that he's also anointed us and equipped us and get our eyes off of ourselves. Wipe that away from you. Wipe that past away. Wipe that thinking away. The only way you're going to make progress is get rid of what you think about yourself. Hallelujah. I can tell y'all are excited about that. So God is saying again to them that, you know, I will be there. And God is saying to this body, to this church, I will be there. He told us, you know, in that prophecy from Brother Jerry, he said, God's behind it. God's with us. God's the one that's going to do it. God's the one that's going to bring to pass what was prophesied over this house. It's not in our own ability or our own strength. He made that clear. It's not about us. It's about what God has said and what God has declared. That's why it's so important to take hold of this word. So that as a body, we get it. And we know that Gideon went into that place that God's, you know, he began to send a message out. And 
we got to come together, and we're going to come together, and we're going to be strong. And 22,000 men come together. They come together for war. You know, they were sh- some of them were shaking in their boots. And God looked at that army, and he said, there are just too many here. So we're going to deal with this. We're going to get r- rid of the fearful, the people that are afraid, intimidated. We're going to get rid of them. He said, you tell them to go home. They don't have to fight this time. And out of that, 10,000 were left. 12,000 left and went back home. And it left 10,000 men that were not scared and afraid. And God still said there was too much. There were too many. God looks for remnants. God is not scared to move through a remnant of people. God will use a remnant of people that will walk in unity and walk in faith. God will use people. It doesn't matter. You know, he didn't sign that army up because they were all great fighters and they all were mighty men. But by the Spirit of God, God made them mighty men. And so with 10,000, God looked around and said, there's still too many, so let's eliminate a few more. And so God told them exactly what to do. It's to how they bowed their, how they drank that water. Did they lick it with their tongue or did they take it to their mouth? And there were 300 men that God said, we'll take these 300 against the thousands and thousands and the tens of thousands of Midianites and the otherites. It looked like an impossible situation. But just like us, we're not looking at the army, the angels that are out there in another realm. We only look at the natural realm. We can only see what's before us. So God looks at a remnant, and he knows what's behind them. He knows the army that is behind them. He knows what is in the realm of the spirit that is taking place that you and I can't see. Sometimes we might get a glimpse of it and see some things, but there is a heavenly host that is backing everything that was prophesied over this church. There is a he- there is a heavenly host. There are angels that are moving on each and every one of our behalves right now that are doing things right now that are bringing forth that word that Brother Jerry spoke over this church. And you may look at yourself and you may look around this room right now and you might think, we just don't got enough to do it. Well, I'm just telling you right now, we do have enough to do it. We have exactly what we need because God said we did. He didn't speak to a, you know, a 2,000 seat auditorium. He spoke to a remnant of people and he looked at every one of us and then said, you're well able. He picked you as the Gideon 300. He picked you, and he said, you're well able. You've got the stuff. He looked right at you, and he looked at you, and he said, you can do this. You can, you can march. All I want you to do, this is all I want you to do. I just want you to hold a clay pot and a trumpet. I just want you to hold a clay pot and a trumpet. You can do that. Yeah, you can do that. It's not fancy. It's not anything that outlandish. Just hold the trumpet and hold the clay pot. That's all you have to do. Can you do that? Can you do that? 
Yes, we can do that. We can hold a trumpet in one hand. You know, he didn't even say they had to know how to play it. 300 men. He picked 300 men. And he said, Gideon, give them a trumpet, give them a clay pot with a light in it. And then I'm going to show you what you're going to do. How simple is that? And yet this vast army is out there, and it looks impossible. But they, you know what? They're not looking at the impossible. I'm, maybe one or two of them thought, a trumpet and a clay pot. Hmm, this will be interesting. That's exactly what we need to think. Sometimes when we don't, we don't have the tools to do something, and those tools don't look like that trumpet doesn't look like it can beat that guy up when he takes his bow and arrow or he takes his shotgun. It may not look like that trumpet and that clay pot can defeat, but you got to remember who's with you. What did God say? God said, I'm going to deliver Israel and I'm going to use you. That's what he said. I'm going to do it and I've chosen you. And now I'm bringing you 300 men to walk with you. Glory to God. And so he says, this is what I want you to do. And the grace of God even said, you know, Gideon, if you're still scared, just go down. Go down to the host, check it out, go to this tent, and hear what they have to say about it. So God, you know, went before him, gave a man a dream. The man had this dream, and Gideon is listening outside the tent. And the the guy tells the other guy the dream. And he saw this tumbleweed come down off the mountain and take out the tent. And the guy, I mean, let's think about this. Who knows who Gideon is? Gideon's, in his description, he's impoverished. He's the least in the house. Nobody knows him. Nobody knows who he is. And yet God has chosen him and sent his name into the tent of the enemy. And said, they said, this is nothing but the sword. Of Gideon. I may not be quoting that right, but you get the picture. And that's what he said. And Gideon went, Glory to God! Hallelujah! We've got the victory! God had already told them they had the victory. But sometimes our thick skulls, yes, we all have them, it doesn't get through to us. So he tells them what they're going to do, and they surround. They go to war with a trumpet and a clay pot. And they go and they surround the enemy's camp. Hundred thousand men out there. I don't know how many, but there's a lot of them out there. And 300 men surround the camp with a trump and a clay pot. Think about that. They went in unity. The reason he picked the 300 is because he knew they would obey and that they would be in unity and they wouldn't try to figure it out. They just went on the word of the leader. That's what they did. They walked around the enemy Because that leader had a word from God. 
And it didn't take a lot. It took a remnant. It took a group of men that believed God for the impossible. They were desperate enough to come out of poverty, to come out of the place that they were in, that they made that decision in their heart, we're going to trust God, and we're going to trust the leadership. We're going to trust Gideon. We're going to be in that place, and we're going to march as one. We're going to march in unity. We're going to march in harmony, and we'll see what the Lord does. Amen? And that's what that little group of people, a remnant of people did. They obeyed. They went. They broke their clay pots. They blew their trumpets, and then they stood there. And the Scripture says they stood there in their position or their place, and they watched God move. They watched confusion come into the enemy's camp. They watched that confusion where they were, they were killing one another. They watched them run in disarray. What was working, the might of Gideon or the mighty army of God? The mighty angelic hosts were moving. And I'm telling you, the angelic hosts heard the word of the Lord from Brother Savell over this house. And we're not just this little remnant of people. In God's eyes, we're a mighty army of God. And God's got a heavenly host that is going to bring some things to pass that have not come to pass yet. That's why it's so important when God said in that word, let me go back to that word. I'm not going to read all of it. It's two pages if you go and look at it. And God said, major breakthroughs. Major, not minor, major. Don't you know that day that Gideon stood there? That was a major breakthrough. You know, after that, the sound of those trumpets, the sound went out. And all of Israel started coming, and they went to war. Those men that were fearful, those men that drew back, they went to war. They came out of the woodworks. And you know there was rest in the land for 40 years. Think about it. Think about what God wants to do. That was a major breakthrough for Israel. They were in poverty. They were, you know, bound. They were in a place. But God brought deliverance. And he did it through a trumpet and a clay pot. So, you know, we'll just get ready for whatever God's going to do. So he said, this was a now I know moment, major breakthroughs. He said, rapid and quicker manifestations. Anybody need that? Let's agree with the word. Let's agree with what Brother Savell brought to the house. He brought an anointing that will destroy the yokes. He brought the anointing that we needed to bring forth what God has promised. He said there will be, this was a season, we were entering into a season of divine acceleration. 
Well, let's go for it. Amen. Let's agree with what God said. He called for divine acceleration. Let's take it. Let's, like they took that trumpet and that clay pot. Let's take this as our trumpet and our clay pot. That we're standing in our place and we're standing in our position and we're in that place and we are believing God. That our faith as a remnant of people is strong in this hour for what God's doing. And expecting the angels of God to go out and to move and to shake and bring things into our lives. Amen? He said again, divine acceleration. He said rapidly. Immediately, all these great words, more and more suddenlies. I like that. I've had a few suddenlies this last week. And I didn't know what was coming my way. But, I mean, we, we just got back from Nashville. We, we went up uh, with ICFM, for they called the directors, and we went up to Nashville. And we're there, and back when we were in the conference in Texas, I had just prayed this prayer after I'd heard this pastor speak. I said, I would love to see his work. He has this huge work. Well, we got to go there Monday night, and we had a round table in his facility. It was phenomenal. I mean, they are doing a great work for the kingdom of God. You know, and we were just talking about the way things were, and he was sharing some of the things we're doing, and we were in the right place. You know, he, he said some things that we here in this remnant of people are doing right now. And it was just confirming to me, we are right on track. We are in the right place at the right time. Well, then they, they provided dinner for us. It was amazing dinner. It was beautifully orchestrated. It was done. But then they gave each one of us ministers, they gave us a gift bag. And each of the gift bags had a $100 Amazon card. I'm like, wow, that was a suddenly. I'm thinking, we just got really blessed. They gave us a book. They gave us a nice cup and call. I mean, just it was a package of stuff. But a $100 Amazon card. We weren't going to Nashville to get an Amazon card. But that card came to us, came to each one of the ministers that were there for what we were there for, but that church was a blessing. What I'm saying to you, things are happening. That Things just came right up out of nowhere. And God wants to do that for all of us. If we're expecting it, if we're standing, we are a remnant of people, and I'm telling you, the armies of God are working on our behalf, and he's going to raise us up, and he's going to do something in us and through us, and we've got to stand in that place and do just like Jerry said, let's salute. Let's stand in that place and believe God. I, I just, you know, I just want to say about the people of this house, we are in unity. There is no, there is no strife. There's no division. There's nothing I mean, there is nothing. There, I'm, there is nothing. We are in harmony. We are in the right place where the blessing is going to come down because of the unity. I mean, there's no grumbling. There's no complaining. Has there, is there any grumbling or complaining around here? You're here. Nope. Just not. We're all working as a team in unity. I mean, our ushers are happy. Hallelujah. 
I mean, I'll tell you, our greeters are happy. I, it's just a good place. Our sound team is happy. It's, it's a good place to be in. And so the blessing is going to come down. And the blessing is going to overtake you, you know, if you're just agreeing with it, if you're just believing God. Amen? He said, tell the congregation, you know, that you're going to walk in the blessing, that faithful men shall abound with blessings. There are some faithful men and women in here that have, this is what he said, the, tell the people, you know, uh, the life of the people that are faithful to your calling. Hey, hey, come on. There's some people in here that have been here a long time that have stood strong. Well, you're part of this. You're part of this. If you joined in at the end, you get the blessing because it's on the house. Amen? He said our influence, in this, our influence in this community is going to increase tremendously. We'll take that. Amen? That's what we're looking for. He said, you know, again, he said major breakthroughs are headed our way, major shifting and divine shifting. I like that. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm going to keep it before the people because I want you to take it. I want you to be a part of whatever that looks like. What is a major shifting? What is a divine shifting? How does that look? How does that function? How does that work? Well, we're going to find out. Amen? I'm looking for it. I am looking. I'm staying in that place, and I'm believing God that something is about to change. Amen? You, we didn't have that kind of power that Sunday morning for nothing. You heard me say a couple of weeks ago that he didn't send a five-star general here for nothing. There was a purpose that God sent him. Divine influence in a greater way. Finances come in your way. Anybody take that? Hallelujah. For the ministry, for the people, divine reversals. And he said that more than once. I'd like some things reversed. Anybody else want that? When we agree, when the man of God comes, and we agree with him, and we take hold, and not dismiss and just read that. I have read this so many times. <laughs> I've looked at it. I've prayed over it. I believe God over it. But as a body, if we're doing the same thing, just like, just like Gideon brought the trumpet, you can say, this is our trumpet. This is our clay pot. This is what we have, and we can make a sound with it. We can get in a place, and we can do exactly and believe exactly what it says and believe for those things for our own lives for the life of this ministry, and for our own lives. That's why the Lord keeps it before us. That's why Pastor is, keeps talking about it. I keep talking about it. Patricia's prayer team prays about it. Our Wednesday prayers pray about it. We're talking about it everywhere we go as we want it coming out of our mouths. We want the staff speaking the same thing because we are, 
are believing over the school. Our faith is out there, and we are believing for some things. And again, I don't care what the numbers are. Because when God looked at Gideon and he said, as one man, we are one body. And he didn't look like us as individuals. We're one man. We're in that place. And we stand in our place. God sees us so unified, he can't tell the difference in us. Do you know what I mean by that? He looks at us the same. He looks at us. Hezer, come here. Patricia, come here. It's down. Vi, why don't you put your, and come stand by Patricia. I don't bite. Come on, you two. Come up over here. He sees us as one. There's no difference in us. He may be a little darker skinned than I am. She may be a little darker skinned than I am. But he doesn't look at that. He sees one. He says, they're in their place. They're in their position. We're in that place. We're in that army together. And together, we'll make a difference. Together, we become one man. Together, we come in that place that nothing can get between us, that nothing can stand in our way. Because we are now not just individuals. We are one man. Amen. That we are speaking the same thing. We are believing the same thing. And we all are joined in together. And when we're together, we're strong. That's right. And when we're together, we're one. That's right. Amen? Amen? And that's how God sees us. Yes. That's the importance of the unity. That's where the blessing flows. How good it is when brethren dwell together in unity. Where we're one. Where I'm for you and you're for me. And I'm for you and you're for me. And I'm for you and you're for me. Right on down the line that we want success for everyone. Because that victory with Gideon affected all of Israel. All of Israel. Everybody got blessed. And that's where we're going. Yes. Amen. Woo. Thank you all. Hallelujah. You make a great body. <laughs> Glory to God. So that's why I just encourage you, if you don't have this word, don't take it lightly. Get it. It's on the website. Grab hold of it. Read it. Read, you should, it'd be good to read it every day. At least put your eye gates on it. And read it out loud that it goes in your ear gates. So it starts changing your thinking. And realize that includes you. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. That's the unity of this body coming together. That's, the import- that's how important you are to the kingdom of God. You are important. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are 
God's best.